Welcome everyone to the Game Ball Podcast. I'm your host Tom Schuster and joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and Mark Myers. Tonight we'll be discussing big Xbox and Nintendo news and reviewing our retro roulette game Revolt for the Sega Dreamcast. But before we get to the get, before we get to that, what have you guys been playing? Uh, I guess we'll go with Jenny because I feel like I haven't talked to Jenny in a long time. <laughs> Um, so remember how I said two weeks ago that maybe by now I'd be playing more games because my setup would be better? Yep. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> my setup is still the exact same <laughs> because we've been so busy with the house. So basically it's been Dead by Daylight, Call of Duty, and our retro roulette game Revolt. So I don't have too much to say on this topic still. Um, we do have some new games, um... One is pre-ordered and one is actually here. So I can say definitely by next podcast, I will have played new games. So here's we'll, to that we'll, future. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I know exactly. all about moving and I know how how much it, time it sucks up. So yeah. good luck. I hope Huge. you get to play something. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I know one of those games is probably a game I've played, but I'll make it the last one that I mentioned. Um, so I've been off the last week. Um more so just um, I had to do a sort of move, just basically one room um, from one house to the other. So um, not as not as strenuous as, as Jen and Dan. But, you know, so I took this week to sort of get everything situated and hopefully have a big reveal next week on or this week because it's a layer Monday on stream. I'm hoping to finish it up this weekend. So but I've had time to play games because there's not much else to do during the day because I told my work I'm not answering a single email. Um <laughs> <laughs> during this vacation Good for so you. so i started out um i played a whole lot of uh link to the past uh randomizers um this week what a, su- uh, what a surprise rise. there um i beat two of them um and i i think i realized that i need a little bit more practice in certain things because i completely just dropped the randomizer uh you know a seed once um once I realized that I didn't have the lamp and I would need to do a whole bunch of the rooms dark, like blind, um, like that's the way the seed wanted you to play it. Yeah, that's no fun. Um, so I was like, I got to learn those dark rooms for these situations. But this would have been playing all of them dark because I found out looking at the spoilers that it's in the last dungeon. Oof. Uh, so, Get yeah, that. I would have to have done every single one of them dark. Uh, so I played a lot of those. I played Boss Shuffle, which was real fun um where you know uh switch up the bosses i fought i i uh, fought my nemesis in a room that wasn't uh you couldn't fall down in and he is so much easier when you don't have to worry about falling down um so that and plus it's just funny to drop into a room and then all of a sudden um a boss that you're usually expecting there and then it's like the six nights in a small room (laughs) um so uh yeah, so that was fun. I'm trying to. I heard by watching. I've also been watching uh, this uh, Twitch streamer Andy, um, who plays a lot of randomizers and stuff. Uh, mentioned that they do like these ladder races and stuff where you can just get in as a beginner and you sort of play like multiplayer. Like they'll rank you with people you're like similar against in, ter- in terms of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to figure out how to do that, but so far it looks like I have to like, join a Discord and do all this crazy stuff. So I don't know if I'll do that. I might end up maybe next time you'll see it. I'll be like, oh, I just did two ladder races. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, the other thing I'm playing, um, yeah, I played Revolt a whole bunch. Um, I played some Madden 21. 
And I did not get any of the crazy, um, you know, glitches or anything like that that I've seen going around. And some of them are hilarious. Um, the uh, My favorite one was the, uh, they have a story mode, right? Mm-hmm. So at one point you win like the college football national championship or whatever you can. And uh, it's like one of the characters in the story is like holding the trophy being interviewed, but there's no one there. It's just a floating trophy um, <laughs> throughout the entire cutscene. It is great. <laughs> like the lines are still being delivered and the microphone's still following, but, but there's, there's nothing there. there. There's not even like a skeleton or like a, a like nothing. It's just empty. Um, so that's pretty funny. And the one where if you tip a ball and it hits somebody on the helmet and someone else runs over, you can sort of balance the ball on each other's helmets because um, <laughs> the ball physics are crazy. The game, if it didn't have all that shit, is fine. Um, it's just, just another Madden. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I don't like some of the... Like, they haven't improved franchise enough. Um, they focus too much on Ultimate Team, but that's where their money is. It's the same issue I have with NHL, which is why I love FIFA, because they figured out Ultimate Team, so now they're focusing on everything else. Um, right. So that's why FIFA's been great the last couple years. But So I've been playing those, but the main thing I've been playing is I got a text message from one Daniel Aquino, um, friend of the podcast, um, saying that um, uh, he had been gifted uh, Avengers, Marvel's Avengers, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, which is another story which uh, Jen will get into after I'm done. Yep. <laughs> um, but so he texts me. He's like, oh, I got Avengers because I had asked him. I was like, let me know as soon as you get it because I want to buy it just so you know you have someone to play with, you know, in the multiplayer, you know, because I, I know those type of games because it's very Destiny-like, which I figured out by playing it. Mm-hmm. Um and it would get very boring single player and playing with random random people. Um, so so I purchased that on Friday, I believe, Thursday or Friday. And um, yeah, so just as I predicted with the single player, I'm glad I bought it to play with him because I'm almost done the single player and it's been a week. Um, so yeah, it's only about 10 hours long, which is probably about right for an Avengers story, to be honest. Um, but that game is so much... Just from the little bit of Destiny I played with you, Tom, and, mm-hmm. and Jen, it's Destiny. Um, there are factions that you go and pick up daily quests from, um, even in the single player during the story. Um, there are, like, the bounties, I guess they would be in Destiny, like, kill so many of this enemy, um, and you get something. Um, that's all in there. There are quests for each hero, like, their own side quest sort of thing to do that. Um, there's the main quest and there's all this kind of training in, in the, uh, um, I love Marvel's naming conventions, you know, it's called the harm room, but it's an acronym. Um, of course it is. Everything in Marvel is an acronym. Yeah. <laughs> and it's um, so, you know, it's been, I'll say this right now. I only got really excited about this game. Um, when I started seeing some, uh, talk on Twitter that, most of the main story in the single player focused on uh, Ms. Marvel and Kamala Khan, um, which got me really interested because not that I'm a huge fan of Ms. Marvel or really know much about her outside of, you know, just the surface level stuff. But it was like, all right, this is going to be fresh. Like, it's not just going to be another MCU storyline, you know, or something. There's going to they're going to be telling another story. And they did a pretty good job with it. Um, I'm in I'm in I got to the point of no return, you know, haven't crossed it yet. But Jarvis says to me, you know, oh, we're making our final preparations to battle, you know, uh, the, the big bad. Try not to spoil it for anybody that doesn't want to be spoiled. But 
is it a big bad we've seen before yeah yeah um <laughs> okay but yeah the um the I, reveal... I have a guess i have a guess who it is yeah i don't know all right everybody everybody fast forward uh 10 seconds <laughs> yeah yeah no but I, I don't even think just i guess it's like the spider-man thing like you can't really spoil it because i'm not getting into the story by telling you who the bad guy is so much um and you've probably seen it in clips but you're battling aim um which is uh advanced in something mechanics or something um integrated mechanic whatever um it's an acronym it's marvel um so the the bad guy which you've probably seen is uh is murdoch or right. Modoc. oh they, they i mean that's not a spoiler they've yeah. they've said they said that in trailers yeah so, so um the best part about that is and and dan if he's listening to this podcast um would will get a real kick out of it they do a real good job in slow playing murdoch and it the reveal near the end is fantastic um when he finally becomes the comic book version and it is real good um but uh from what i heard um you know they do the excuse like after you finish the single player with that story they either do some way that he's still involved or they introduce another bad guy or something to keep the live game going Mm. because the multiplayer takes place after the single player that makes sense so it's the world of after the single player um so um it'll be interesting to see but it's been fun um the i am really liking black widow um mainly because she's the simplest of the characters in terms of learning how to play um you know uh cap's probably the same way um but you know just from the early stuff I got with him. Um, but it's just, it's a live game. Um, I don't know how much fun it's going to be, how much legs it's going to have going forward or anything like that. Um, but uh, the one thing uh, that hasn't changed um, is that it doesn't look great on PS4. Um, it, Stand- it is Standard PS4? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it has some pop-in issues. Um, some of the, the, the graphics don't load, you know, for a little bit, you know, stuff like that, that I think is all solved by, um, you know, PC or, or higher end system. Uh, but the gameplay's fine. I haven't had any slowdown or anything real dumb like that happen. Uh, and it, it's, it feels great. The, the only thing is when you have AI companions, um, they, I don't know what they do cause you can't control them. They basically <laughs> just go out on their own. So there's been situ- there's been situations where, well, no, they follow you. But what I mean is, like, I can't tell them, hey, go here. Right. It's not like Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was a scene where I needed to finish a side mission but couldn't because I was Black Widow and I couldn't tell the Hulk to smash through a barrier. You know, he'd stand next to me, but I couldn't tell him, like, Hulk smash. <laughs> like, that, that thing. Seems, I was, like, shooting a... it. It's like shooting it with my gun, hitting it. Like, <laughs> come on, buddy. Bang. <laughs> But he wouldn't do it, and that I checked a all the, weird. Yeah, and I checked all the buttons and couldn't figure out. Um, it looks like there's a button when you're doing multiplayer to tell people where things are, but it was just weird. But that's really my only complaint so far um, outside of the visuals. But like I said, Dan got it for PS4, so that's where I was going um, with it because it's not crossplay, um, at least not yet. So I think that yeah, has I'm, a lot to do with Spider-Man more than anything. Is Spider-Man um, in the game? Uh, not yet. But he's he's a Sony exclusive, PS4 exclusive. So um, I mean that makes sense. So they yeah yeah, but they can't crossplay if you know then whoever is a 
play Spider-Man can't play the crossplay games. Yeah, I I feel like eventually it'll probably end up being crossplay just because most games like this do end up going that direction. Um, but if it's anything like Destiny and Anthem and all that other stuff, it'll have a run like this for a couple of months. And then six six months down the line, they'll throw out this huge DLC that reinvents the whole game. And then it'll just continue like that on and on and on. Because that tends to be the games-as-a-service model. Yeah. And I imagine this game will do the same. And they'll just keep introducing more and more characters and stuff like that over yeah. time. Yeah, and I think for me, I would lose momentum with it. Um, you know, if I was just playing it on my own or whatever. Because I'm not a huge, you know, Marvel fan. But if someone like Dan gets really into it and I'm playing with them... I could play it for a long time. Like, the gameplay's not bad. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to report in that I think Dan's going to like it. Um, <laughs> he better. <laughs> so, yeah. And they're going to yeah. be adding characters. I mean, you have to pay, um, I think, $10 a character when they come out. Um, but you can pick and choose. Have, have they so. said they're going to do, like, character passes, like season passes or not? Um, no. Uh, essentially, the thought process is, and I can see this, is that there's six characters in this game and you paid sixty dollars for it, so you essentially pay ten dollars per character, character um, there. So just do it for the rest of them. Um, I would definitely buy Black Panther and Spider-Man, one hundred percent. The next one is Kate Bishop. Um, so um, I don't know if they'll have Clint in it at all. They will. Um, he's he's an Avenger. I imagine they'll have him at some point, whether it be a background character or standard yeah. character. He's the I mean, most important Avenger, so. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad they took the actual good Hawkeye and bringing Kate Bishop on. Uh -huh. um, I don't yeah. even know if she's a Hawkeye, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I know she's his daughter or whatever. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, he's mentioned in it, like, you're on an Avenger ship and they have their quarters and all of them are there. And know? they go, anybody seen Clint or some some? <laughs> Nobody said crap. anything like that yet. Um, <laughs> but I'm surprised um, Black Widow hasn't. Um, I will have to say, uh, Laura Bailey does a pretty good job, uh, with Black Widow, um, in that I can't tell it's Laura Bailey a good bit, um, which is what a voice actor should be able to do. Um, every so often she'll say something snarky and I'm like, yeah, that, that's Laura. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, like, Black Widow would say something snarky too, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, but just the way she delivers it, it's like, oh, I've heard <laughs> Laura Bailey say in that tone. Um, and I can hear, like, Mary Jane, I could hear the entire time in Spider-Man. But, yeah, she was, I guess because she's played Black Widow so long, you know, in the cartoons and all, mm -hmm. um, that it's just a different voice um, for her. But you can, you can tell, you can, Troy Baker's like an open book in this game. Um, I believe he plays Thor. Um, or I forget which one, I should look it up. But um, I think it's it's either him or Nolan North that plays Thor. I'm going to look it up while I'm talking. But I want to say, I want to say Nolan North is iron man yeah I could be wrong there yeah but i'm gonna look it up right now but um the the story is actually pretty good because they focus on ms marvel um and she does a really good job in it and it's not you kind of get over the not looking like the um oh he's actually bruce banner oh okay okay All right who plays oh that's that's travis oh wow okay um plays thor but uh the um that whole thing they were worried about in the trailer with them not looking like the MCU, you kind of get over that um, after a bit. You, you may have gotten over it, to, yeah. but did everybody? I don't know. Um, the only one that looks weird is really Bruce, 
because Mark Ruffalo is such a has such a distinctive look, you yeah. know, um, to him. Um, they get really close with Iron Man. Like when he has the suit on, he looks like RDJ. Um, well, I mean, I mean, it's luckily with Iron Man, you don't have to worry about what their face looks like. Everybody else besides maybe Captain America, you kind of have to worry about their face. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Thor looks like Thor. You can't draw him any different. Um, he <laughs> I mean, looks more like yeah. comic Thor than um, than uh, Chris Hemsworth. But um, they, they, they the performances kind of lead you away from that. Um, but I could see the hardcore fans who were those sort of never want to give anything a chance to not give it a chance. But if you're open, it's not bad. They don't do a bad job. Um, it's just the first thing you got to get out of your head is they are they have not gone through the growth that the MCU uh, Avengers have so some of them right, are still is, there. This is yes. pre Civil War, correct? Uh, it's West Coast Avengers. Whenever that comes in. All right, so um, I'm pretty sure that's pre Civil War. Yeah, so you know they're still like Thor is still cocky, you know, and he's not uh, dude Thor yet. Yeah, he's not. You know, he hasn't chilled out. You know, he hasn't gone through what he has gone through. But uh, yeah. I think for a game, I was really lukewarm on. I talked a whole lot about it um, so far here, but uh, I think I think for the fans that love it, will um, will stay with it. Um, I just don't know if it has the staying power to you know um, to be a destiny or something like that. But hopefully, Square gets its unreasonable amount of money it was expecting, like it does with every game, um, and maybe they stay with this and keep updating it. Yeah, we'll see. I guess. I mean. That's really all this comes down to is if they make the money back for that that license they paid for. Yeah, then they want like ten million dollars for like FF15. Yeah, like, they wanted some crazy number. Yeah, Square Enix not known for knowing where the bar is <laughs> for for yeah, sometimes money. sometimes they're real tone deaf with that stuff and it yeah. uh, it shows. <laughs> so what have you been playing, Tom? Uh, well, uh. Luckily, a game came out that I wanted to play, but I'm gonna hold that for the last. Um, I just I got a new receiver for my setup downstairs, so I've just kind of been messing around with games, making sure that it's working, and it seems to be working. So I'm pretty happy about that. It should make my life way easier when I'm trying to stream Retro Roulette. Uh, I won't have to unplug 8,000 cables and plug them in different places to make things work. So uh, I think it'll just be worth it just for that. So I've been playing some Dirt 3 because I wanted to try out. I, I've played it on PC through that receiver to make sure that, you know, five my 5.1 surround and everything was working. So that's working, and I still love Dirt 3. It's by far my favorite racing game, I think, um, just because uh, it's so easy to just pick up and play. Most racing games, there's a learning curve, but I feel like Dirt 3, I can always turn it on, and it just, it just works. I, I can just play it. I don't have to worry about, you know, relearning the physics or whatever, which we'll come to later, much later in this show. Um, but yeah, other than that, I got Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. I pre-ordered it, so I got it nice. the day it came out. And I You got it before midnight, right? Yes. So I've been playing that pretty much every day. Uh, and it feels... It, it feels like what you want to remember the original Tony Hawk 1 and 2 as, if that makes any sense. Um, it has a lot of things that didn't the originals didn't have, um, meaning gameplay-wise, like there's a 
there's something called a revert, which allows you to link your combos together if you're going from vert to like a street section of of the park or whatever that you're in. And that that didn't come in the series until Tony Hawk 3, but I think it was a very good addition to this. Uh, I feel like it would just seem it would just not seem to be working right if it didn't have it because every Tony Hawk game after Tony Hawk 3 had the revert. So I feel like that was a good addition. Um, I've played all but the last level in Tony Hawk 2, I believe. Uh, so far, I haven't beat the game yet. I beat Tony Hawk One, but I'm still working on Tony Hawk Two. Um, but yeah. yeah, the amount of customization you can do in the game is really cool. I really enjoy that that you can create your own skater and you know pick whatever stats you want for them. And you can you can also do that with a standard character. You can take a character that you've played a million times in the originals and play them in this game. There's all they also added. Um, new skaters like skaters from this time period which is nice uh, i think isn't, that was um, too. uh was it riley hawk yes riley it. hawk is in it um niger houston which is like he's like our date like today's tony hawk he wins everything he's a, but the difference is he's a street skater tony hawk was a vert skater excuse me and i uh, i think um i'm speaking another language for people who didn't grow up with the x games <laughs> Uh, because Tony Hawk w- was such a big deal in the 90s, like the late 90s, like 97, 98, 99, into the early 2000s. The X Games and skateboarding were so huge. It's hard to describe now because it's such it's so commonplace to have, you know, uh, the Do Tour and X Games is every year now. Um, it just wasn't that big of a thing until Tony Hawk 1 and 2 and uh and the x games once yeah. tony hawk did that 900 at the x games that was it skateboarding was the biggest thing uh of that time yeah and that happened like a couple weeks before the game came out or something crazy like that him hitting yeah. the 900 i want to say it happened like a, a week or two before the game came out and th- and then you know it was in the game so that made it even even more popular because you could do the 900 as as Tony Hawk in the game. So I feel like um, it just, you know, cemented it in pop culture. Now, would it, would the multiplayer be worth a certain someone who's never played Tony Hawk picking it up so that he can play with his friend? Um, probably not. Honestly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's hard because nostalgia goggles are really, really reinforcing this. Um, I mean, if you've played a Tony Hawk game and you enjoyed it, it might not be a bad idea to play this just because it's fun. If you like Tony Hawk games, Um, you might not get the same experience as someone who played the originals for hours on end. But I would still recommend it just because of the mere fact that it's a thirty nine ninety nine game and it's not a sixty dollar game. Yeah. So that helps. I saw some people playing the one uh, thing in multiplayer. And I guess they were all good, so maybe it wouldn't be as fun if you're terrible at it. I mean, like they, I, it was like it was like a playlist. Like you go in and it would like cycle through the multiplayer games. Like somebody has to do a big trick, and then it's like best score in two minutes, and then it's graffiti and all this other stuff. I mean, it may it may be fun, but to me, I've I haven't even touched the multiplayer, and I've gotten a ton out of the game. Yeah. 
um, just because the mul- the single player has so much to do. So it takes all the original levels and it does all that, but it also pads out the levels and adds like I want to say like four new objectives. Yeah. So this game works like the original games where you get two minute runs every time and um, you only get those two minutes to try to do as many of the tasks as you can. So adding like, you know, two to four new things to do in every level is going to extend that time that you're exploring that level and figuring things out. Um, And I have to admit, it's been such a long time since I've played these games that I had to look up where certain things were because I was like, I have, I can't freaking remember where where I have to ollie the bum five times. Oh yeah, because he's a magic bum, and every time you do an ollie over him, he disappears and reappears somewhere else. Um, for our younger listeners who have no clue what what the freak I'm talking about, it's Tony Hawk yeah. Two, right? Yeah, that's Tony Hawk Two. That's Venice Beach and Tony Hawk Two. But I would definitely recommend this game to someone who played the originals one and two. Uh, even if you started at three, you it'll feel the same as as three, just because of the way they did the controls. Um, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, something of cool also that they did. If you don't like the fact that the revert is in the game, you can set the controls to Tony Hawk One controls or Tony Hawk Two controls. But so I've you heard, can. Yeah, I've heard from veterans of the game. Why would you even do that? Yeah, I mean it doesn't make any sense because it eliminates the ability to score points. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you make it harder on yourself? Um, yeah, I'm just glad I've, that you seem to be having fun with it. Oh, I'm having a ball because I was really afraid of this game. Uh, I didn't want it to be Tony Hawk Five again, um, and I was afraid that the controls and the and the the way that the characters moved and the way that the physics worked were not going to be good. But they seem to have really done their homework on this game, these both these games, and I can't. I can't say that there's a thing that I went, oh, man, fuck this thing. It's it's not it's so stupid. Why would they do this? Even like they've done like new coats of paint on levels. Yeah. Like in the original there's a uh mall level, which at the time, ninety nine or two thousand, malls were huge. Uh that's where everybody went to hang out in the nineties. And now in this game, uh the mall is run down and burnt out and there's fires and it looks like a post-apocalyptic area because one malls are dying two uh nobody goes to them anymore so (laughs) i think it was a really cool addition that they did to this game where they just put a new coat of paint on a level yeah and i i I saw from a giant bomb stream um that the they time stamped the game because Essentially, in the school level, it insinuates that the school is closed, you know, because of the pandemic. Like the yeah, uh, yeah. There's a big there's a big sign that sort yes. of says you yeah, know it's... take your lessons at home or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely stuff like that. Um, but you know, it's they didn't. The thing I like, which may sound like old man yells at clouds, but they didn't add too much. A lot of times in these remakes, they try to, like, add a whole bunch of crap that doesn't need to be there. And this game did not do that. And I'm very happy that they didn't overdo it. But, again, Mark, uh, I would say for you, wait till it goes on sale, then buy it. Okay. 
that person I mentioned was not me. I don't know what you're talking about, Tom. I'm just I'm just speaking in I'm just speaking out I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think I was pretty clear that it was somebody who wanted to play multiplayer with their friend. <laughs> I didn't yeah. say my name. I didn't say it was you. I'm saying if you were going to buy it, I would think I would wait till it was on sale. Also, if you grew up with a PlayStation and that's what you played these games on, buy it on PS4. It may yeah. look a little better on Xbox, but you will be you will thank me because the controls work a million times better with the PlayStation D-pad as opposed to an Xbox D. Yeah. I was probably going to do that anyway, but I mean that person. But, anyway. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that hi- that hypothetical you, person. You can edit, right, Tom? <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. Uh, but yeah, I'd say I'd say it's um it's up there for game of the year for me, I would say, just because of uh, again, this is nostalgia talking. It just because it it made me feel like I was playing the original, even though I know it's not. Yeah. Oh, oh, so good. It's so good. I I uh, I'm so happy that a game came out that I'm able to enjoy <laughs> during all this crap. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's about it for me. Uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks. Yeah. That, like as soon as as soon as we like finished recording the last episode, a whole bunch of shit happened. So, uh, Jen's got a couple uh, smaller news stories for us, and then we're going to get into the big stuff. Yep. And as Tom just said, they are very small. (laughs) So, um, we'll definitely, we'll fly through this pretty quick. Um, So, the first thing that I wanted to mention, um, I thought this was pretty interesting, and I'm looking forward to trying it out. Prince of Persia is coming back. I don't know if either of you guys were ever interested in the original game, but... Um, Sands of Time is going to be remade. Um, It was just announced, I believe, this past Thursday. Um, Originally, the game came out in 2003. And it's probably one of the games that launched um, Ubisoft's popularity and success. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really good. It's currently scheduled for a January 2021 release. Um, We'll see if that gets pushed out a million years, but it's supposed to come out for the PS4, Xbox One, and then the next-gen machines. So I don't know if you guys have ever... It's interesting that it's not coming out for a Nintendo console, because I'm pretty sure it was a pretty big deal on the GameCube. So I'm surprised that's not coming out on a Nintendo console. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think Sands of Time in particular was a big Xbox game. Yes, but I'm pretty... I'm I'm pretty sure it came out on a Nintendo console. But yeah, Yeah, either, either way... It was a big deal because I feel like that game is really what created uh, the idea for Assassin's Creed, which is now a humongous, uh, a humongous yeah, the title original, for them. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, like if, the, the the 3D gameplay I think inspired a lot of a lot of the big games that we have today. Yeah, I I would definitely recommend if you were a fan of Assassin's Creed or games like that, where you're doing a lot of even if you like Spider-Man, like for the PS4, and you haven't played Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's kind of the forerunner to all of those. Things. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm looking forward to. I mean, you know, the graphics are going to be great too. I'm looking forward to it. So I thought that was a a fun little fun little story. Um, moving on, this one personally interested me, so I'm putting it in the news. Um, if anyone out there likes The Witcher and also Pokemon Go and also mobile games, <laughs> <laughs> then this is for you. So 
they are coming out with a mobile game called The Witcher Monster Slayer, which is going to be very similar to Pokemon Go, where you will be walking around the real world finding monsters to battle. So you are like a witcher in real life. Um, that's really all of the information that we have right now because it was just recently re- uh, announced that this was coming out. Um, and I believe it's CJ, C- oh my gosh, I can't talk today. CD Project Red is coming out with it. They're saying it's going to be available soon, which is super vague, but hopefully soon means really soon because I need this immediately. Um, <laughs> so that'll be another game that I'll talk about in the future that I've been playing, hopefully. I'll just, that'll you know, a- walk around my new neighborhood being that's weird it. and battling monsters yeah you can go say say hi to my cousin while you're while you're doing it perfect yeah i i have no idea how monster hunter missed the boat on yeah i don't know that should have been the the tie-in to pokemon go and that's more of a nintendo exclusive than the witcher yep you know it's like yeah go around hunting monsters i'm like that's not the first thing i think of with the witcher you know but i guess you know i guess it's the only thing you can tie into a game like that on yeah, mobile with probably. The yeah. Unless, because they already do Gwent, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah Gwent's its so, own thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that was kind of funny. That was the first thing that popped in my head was, ah, oh, the boys at Sega missed out, man. <laughs> well, when you have <laughs> not, bathtub... Not the, not the first time for Sega to miss out on something. Yeah. yeah. When you have bathtub Geralt, it's, you know, yeah. all, all signs point to Witcher at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, little news. I don't know if you have a third story, but real quick... Uh, the uh, Sega Dreamcast can drink now. Um, Twenty-one. You know, it, nine-nine ninety-nine was twenty-one <laughs> years ago. Wow. And... Kind, of, kind of help. Kind of helped that we had a Dreamcast game this week. That's I'm pretty so happy perfect. that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, tip my cap to the first console I bought with my own money, Aww. and the first time that I learned that uh, maybe you should look into things before purchasing large <laughs> electronic things with your own money. Aw, that's true. Listen, the Dreamcast. <laughs> Was not bad. It gets a bad rap, a bad rap, but you know. Oh, I, I I will defend the Dreamcast like people in Philadelphia defend Gritty. Oh God! <laughs> like you know, people may call it a horrible monstrosity, but I'm like, but it's mine. I bought. Uh, I was there first. You know, the Dreamcast has a lot of good games. I think it just suffered from the fact that it went up against the best-selling console of all time in the PS2. Yeah. Uh, I think it just was. It came out a little too early, and there were a couple little things that could have changed that would have made it light years better. But what we got for that, you know, year and a half or whatever that they released games for it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some good games on there that I've downloaded and played um, here. I still have my Dreamcast and all that. And I am a Starch Defender of the VMU, has been heard on multiple streams. Um, but yeah, yeah. Just just thought I'd throw that out there because I, uh, I, that anniversary came up on Wednesday. Very awesome. good one. Yeah, that was a good one. I had one more story, <laughs> and it's dumb. Um, so talking about weird mashups, we also are seeing Joe Biden and Animal Crossing, which Joe, is weird, right? Joe no. Biden is in Animal Crossing? Yeah, so the Biden-Harris campaign, campaign has taken to Animal Crossing New Horizons. So now, if you play, you could choose from four digital signs, campaign signs, to display in your yard. <laughs> As of last Tuesday. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, I know I'm laughing at this, but what, like, who, what are they going after here? The, I guess they're going after the millennial vote. We don't yeah. get, we don't get political on here, but this is just funny to me. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. they actually, um, they did have a little bit of a reason behind it. They're saying that because Animal Crossing has bridged so many communities already that they're hoping to bridge yeah. um, voters with, you know, actual the gaming community and hopefully, you know, educate people on on their point of view and, and get more people to vote as well. Um, if you're interested, you would either have to scan the QR codes on the um, Nintendo Switch online app or I think you can actually visit the Biden online campaign store and do it there. Um, and they're actually planning on coming out with more um, like voting education tools and more campaign style stuff for, for Animal Crossing soon too. So it's something that they're gonna continue doing, I guess, throughout the fall. Yeah, the, I the mean, only, it's, yeah. it's an interesting take for sure. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's a lot better than, uh, you know, the last campaign when the closest thing about the video games was uh, uh, Pokemon, let's go Pokemon to the polls or whatever Hillary said. Um, <laughs> the ones are Pokemon, let's go to the polls or something like that um, when, when that came out. Um, yeah. But yeah, the I'm assuming they don't have to go through that whole dumb fair uh, thing because they're a Japanese company. Um, Nintendo, like they don't have to offer any other candidates. Are you, um, nobody, nobody would, are you kidding? Nobody on that side would take that up ever. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, like on TV, like if that's why so many ads are back to back because they have to, it's a fairness doctrine. Or fair something. use or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Right. Fairness right. doctrine. Or, um, but yeah, it's just interesting that they, that they went for animal crossing and Nintendo was more like, sure, you want to pay us money? <laughs> yeah that's pretty much how it went down i'm sure i mean yeah. animal crossing is so huge still which is crazy i mean and, it's not surprising but yeah, yeah nintendo just probably vetted the hell out of it right um you know the um you know they made sure that the signs probably only said joe 2020 or something like that um uh, or yeah, joe, sure. joe harris or something you know I'm sure it will not be evergreen. Like as soon as the stuff is over, I'm sure it will be gone. Yeah, it'll be gone. Yeah. yeah. But I can I'm sure tell they... you what the signs say too when you're done. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sure it's very generic mm-hmm. um, because Nintendo is very strict about things like that. Unless if you go play Splatoon 2 and you catch people with their little um, thought bubble things where they just draw the weirdest things. Yep. Well, in, well that's, that that's Splatoon for you. That's. <laughs> That was uh, Nintendo Life or whatever was like that too. Oh, yeah, there's some great things in that. But what 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 is it as generic as I'm thinking, Jen? Oh yeah. So it's the Biden Harris logo is one. Um, one has three pairs of aviators in red, white, and blue. <laughs> Another one just says Joe, and then the E in Joe is rainbow. And then the other sign, the last one says Team Joe. So super super generic, except for the yeah. Biden Harris logo. That's probably the most on the nose, but yeah, the rest of them are, you know, like you said, yeah. super generic. Yeah, yeah, they weren't gonna let anything like no campaign slogans or anything like no, that. No, no, nope. Yeah. yeah, Nintendo's very strict, but yeah, yep. but yeah, I I heard that, and the first thing that popped in my head was, and I might be a weirdo, but the first thing that popped in my head was was the the Hillary Clinton line from one of her speeches. About Immediately, that was, yeah, that was the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> I'm like, didn't they learn anything from that? <laughs> well, this is a huge step up from that, so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, all, that's old all people I have. trying to connect through video games. It's fun. It's, it's endearing. I'm I'm all for them trying to uh, to get the younger vote. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. It's just Pokemon. It just go for it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Animal crossing the street to the polls. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, it's great. But yeah, that 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 story was I saw it. I, I I was hoping that they did some aviator things. That's such a dumb thing on this logo. But um, yeah, and it's all because of a meme. Like he literally does the avi aviators thing because of the meme of him of him in the aviators next to Barack. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, so I I guess it's on to the big news then. Big time. Big big time. <laughs> yes, we we got we got a bit of a uh, a home run if for console gamers this week. Um, there was a leak from Microsoft about uh, the X the new Xbox Series S console, which in turn led to more information on the Xbox Series X as well. Yeah. We've got now we have specs, we have release date. And we have a price, which is something we don't have from Sony. Uh, we knew it had to be coming soon, but we just weren't sure when. Um, yeah. But I just want to point out, I was correct <laughs> about this Series S. I said it was going to be the Game Pass console, and that is exactly what this thing is. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. There are even. You. Yeah. Even that monthly plan thing. If I didn't have a, if I didn't have a good PC. Um, I, th- I would be, this would be the next gen system I'd be buying around launch is the S. Yeah. So the S is really an interesting proposition. So it's like a giant speaker. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, <laughs> we all know that it's a heat sink, but yeah, it does look like, it's very weird that it looks like a speaker. Um, so the Xbox series S and X, um, will both be available for pre-order September 22nd. Um, and they are releasing November 10th. Yes. So the Xbox Series X is going to be $499. The Series S will be $299. Now, what's interesting about the $299 price point is that $299 is what a lot of older consoles launched at. I believe the PS2 and the Xbox launched at $299. So it's kind of an old school pricing for that console. While the Xbox Series X is more of the premium console, so it sticks with that $499 price point that I believe um, PS4 and Xbox both launched at. Yeah. Um, no, um, just Xbox. PS4 knocked it down, I think, after three ninety nine. It knocked it down after the debacle that was the Xbox. Yeah, yeah the E3. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I remember pre-ordering it immediately when they came in $100 less, the PS4. Yeah, I mean that pretty much killed the Xbox right there. But there's a that's a whole that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> True. Um, so the thing that really I don't understand about this console though is you're touting it as this digital console. That's all it is. It does not have a disc drive. Um, it's digital only. You got to download all your stuff. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is 200 gigabytes. Yes, it is. The Xbox <laughs> Series S has a 512 gigabyte SSD, which most likely will not, you won't get that full 512. You'll get like 480 something because of, uh, you know, just stored memory and the operating system and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at about, if you own Call of Duty, you're looking at like one other game yep. at a time, which I don't understand. Then again, I'm also the person that I need to have everything installed all the time if i in case i want to play something Mm -hmm. like if there's something i know i want to play 
I I want to have installed just in case. One like I still have yeah. Red Dead Two installed. I haven't played it in a year, <laughs> but just in case I want to go back and play it, it's installed. I'm oh, kind I, of like I, that I, too. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I un- I uninstalled that shit as soon as I lost my perfect belt. <laughs> <laughs> you rage uninstalled. Mark, Mark, we gotta get you to play that game. It's so good. My, we gotta get you to finish it. My belt. <laughs> Worked so hard so, for that perfect belt, and then I got ambushed. Anyway. So I, the Series S supports these uh, Seagate storage cards. The expand there's expansion cards yeah. for up to an additional one terabyte of storage. Um, now you can also um, store on a USB drive. Um, but I think that games that are optimized for the newer games have to be on the on the internal hard drive internal hard drives um because they just will not work very well running from a an external hard drive and there's no so, external ssds right that it's or it's just hd right well that you like... you can have an external ssd but it won't help much just because it'll be bottlenecked by usb okay. um i don't not sure what they're using internally what because it's not sata 3 it's faster than SATA 3. So I'm not sure if it's a new version of, of SATA or how they're, or if it's PCIe based. So yeah. PCIe, for those who aren't versed in computers, is the PCI bus is a part of a computer that uh, runs directly to the CPU. So PCI Express is just faster than that. So PCIe is probably how these uh, newer hard drives or newer solid state drives that are in these things are probably working. We don't know much more than than that because they just they don't want to give away all their secrets, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I, this the Series S is for that person that plays three games in a generation, you know, or you know, it, it's it's for that person and for the person that just would like be fine with Game Pass and being able to uninstall games as soon as they're done and not going back, like that type of gamer. The actual oh, yeah, true gamer is, is going to get... Not, true is the wrong word. The person that like stays hardcore. up on top of all the games and all that stuff and gets buys games, a lot of games per year, they're going to go with the Series S, X just because of the um, just because of the uh, the storage on there. Um, also, if most likely, collectors will be going with the Series X because it has a disk drive. Yeah, that too. But this is definitely for the person that, like, plays, like I said, maybe all they do is play Call of Duty, the Call of Duty every year, you know. So they get the one this year, it's 200. As soon as the new one comes out, they delete that. They put Cold War on there. That's done. They delete, you know, yep. like, like or people that just play The Division or just play Final Fantasy fourteen or, you know. And it's great at that price point. The thing it's even more, and sorry if I'm stealing your thunder a little bit with the, the news headline. But the thing that makes it most worth it, especially for families, um, is that they're doing the monthly payment plan. Right. For it, and you get Game Pass mm-hmm. with the system, twenty five dollars a month, and right. you get the system and Game Pass, which and you you pay the twenty five dollars a month, and then it, at some point, obviously you pay the console off, and then it's cheaper, I believe. Correct. Yeah, I I'm, I didn't fully get deep into that, but even if it's more expensive doing it this way, you know that's interest. You know that's paying with anything on payment yeah i mean they're kind of going with a phone type of plan model yeah like a phone model Um, but you don't get the um you don't get something as good as game pass when you pay for your phone 
No, you don't. I mean, you yeah. get to text anybody in the world any, at any yeah, time. Yeah, but you can do that anything. with any phone. Like, <laughs> it's not like an exclusive thing. Right. Like, you don't get iPhone and get, oh, man, you get, you only, this is the only phone that has text messaging. <laughs> you know? You also don't like, get, you don't get Halo, you don't get. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, you could soon. Yeah. Um, so, so something else interesting about this that we talked about previously is it'll also work with xCloud. So you'll be able to stream games. So if you don't want to deal with downloading and running out of space, you should be able to play games from the cloud to this device. Yeah, which would be great for single-player games. Yep, you exactly. Know? So, yeah, I don't know um, if, if, if Jen, if you weren't already on the uh, dark side of PC, um, <laughs> w- would this be something that interests you? Yeah, I think I think we've talked about it in the past in general. Streaming cloud games is definitely something I would try for science at the very least. Um, I did. Doesn't PlayStation has? Um, I forget what they call it. PS Now. I, yeah, there it is. Um, I did PS Now. Dan and I got really into Bioshock a few months ago, um, and they had all the Bioshock games on there. So we were streaming Bioshock, and it it was okay. Um, the connection wasn't great sometimes and it got really choppy, but I would be down. I would be down to try it on a new console for sure. I would think it would be a little bit better than, than the PlayStation was. I would hope anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this would be, this would be the up, this would be the upgrade path you would look for. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Rather, rather than going for the full series X. Was, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. That, that was mainly my point is, you know, you get somebody like, like Jen that likes, would stream games, would use Game Pass, you know, would want to try all these different games out. They don't need to pay, don't have a, they don't need a 4K TV, you know, and all that stuff, um, but still loves games. And this is 1440p, which some TVs can put out. Um, it's just perfect at 300. It's, it's exactly what I thought when I first heard Lockout, or Lockout, Lockhart, um, you know. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Sony does. My my guess, I will say it and put it on the record here. I think they're going to come out higher, but I think it's going to be lower than they want it to. Like I, I can I can see them doing five forty nine and three forty nine. I don't think they can. I don't. I ha, have they said? Well, they 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 have said there's a discless one coming out. Yeah. But they didn't say that it's less powerful, did they? No, no. But so so they it, may it, be able to get away with going. Um, you know. Three ninety nine, four ninety nine. I think that's probably closer to where it'll be. I think, I think they're the, actually going to come in higher than the Xbox. I think they have to. I don't um, know. With, I guess as long as they, have, I guess as long as they have one that is less than yeah. the the Series X, I think that's what they're going to go for. But I know how much they said these things are co- going to cost to make, and mm. I don't see how they can really undercut xbox like they they probably want to yeah, yeah it, it's if if sony had a working version of game pass they could be very competitive but that's what microsoft is banking on, is that if people go with the cheaper all digital then they cut out any they get all that extra money from digital purchases that they wouldn't get from you know the the disc disc purchases um whatever that is um whatever percentage is different um, there's a better percentage digital or they wouldn't be pushing digital. Right. Yeah. Um, and game pass itself being a monthly thing that people might forget and just pay every month and forget about, you're going to have a percentage of the audience that does that. Um, 
I know that I'm going to be saving money because apparently um, uh, EA Play is going to be with Game Pass now. So I won't have to be paying that extra. Yeah, it'll be part of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's where Sony's Sony's going to come in higher and that's going to be their thing is they're just going to be like, yeah, our things, we have the more powerful console, you know, we have the better games, you know, whatever, however they're going to push it to get the price difference. But I think. I believe they wanted to go five ninety nine. Um, I think they did too, but as soon as this they, came out that they were going four ninety nine, I don't know that they can. Yeah, they, they can't go, go. They can't do. They can't do the reverse of what happened to them. Right, mm-hmm. they got to go five forty nine at the highest. Yeah, yeah, I I actually read a rumor. They're expecting the PS five might match the Xbox Series X, and then the um the digital edition of the ps5 might be like 399 but they're probably going to be more expensive most likely yeah it, it's it's a real tough space to put them yeah. in yeah no not that we're feeling bad for a, a multinational <laughs> billion dollar company <laughs> but in terms of the marketing like xbox had the hammer this time mm-hmm. with game pass they they just have it and you know it was just i think all sony was holding off in this game of chicken with the price was they needed to see how much of a loss they needed to take to not be laughed out of the building that they were with PS3. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be tough to beat if you're Sony. It's just because you're getting so... like, Granted, you don't have the exclusive, you don't have blah, blah, blah. But if this this is a person that's on the fence about one or the other that they're going to get, and... You're not, you don't care too much about, you know, Spider-Man or God of War or things like that. If you don't care about those games and you just want a console to play and you're, you you don't, you're not a collector, like just a, you know, run of the mill gamer that plays Call of Duty and Madden. And that's pretty much it. This is like your perfect console. Yeah. It's going to play games and look good. It's going to, it'll upscale the 4k. Even though it's not running at 4K, it'll upscale it to 4K. Um, it'll look good on your TV. It'll run well. Also, it's really, I mean, not really, but it's the smallest Xbox con- console ever made, which is an interesting thing that they're kind of pushing that. Yeah. That it's the smallest Xbox ever. Yeah, because the other one is just a monolith. It's huge. <laughs> you don't realize how big it actually is until you put it next to, like, an Xbox One X. It, like, yeah. dw- it dwarfs it. It's humongous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, people are yeah. going to have to redesign their whole setups around these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I, what I'm most curious about, because we're moving in this, I didn't even mean for this to happen, but just realize it's a good segue. Um, I'm wondering what Nintendo's going to do with their upgraded Switch that they are definitely doing next year. Well, um, yeah, they're, they're already talking to people, people and asking them to make their games 4K ready. So, yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard because we've heard literally nothing about this. Yeah. This It'll, Switch Pro or new Switch or whatever the hell it's going to be. The Switch Heavy. <laughs> I That's think what I was going to say. It's, it's <laughs> obviously going to be the new Switch. There's yeah. there's no other... I mean, jo- going by uh, Nintendo naming conventions, it'll either be the new Switch or it'll or be the, the Switch U. I or the Super Switch. Or the Super Switch. That, you know, I would love it if they did that. I would yeah. love it if they came back and called it the Super Switch. That would be awesome. 
I'd buy that in a heartbeat just because they called it that. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see where they land on price with that. Like, do they try to compete and go two ninety nine, or do they try to, you know, go? Well, they're like already two ninety nine. They're already yeah. ninety nine. So yeah. I'd say they'd probably just drop the original Switch or just stop making it all together and just make that one two ninety nine. Yeah, if I'm them, like last thing before we transition, um, from at least me, um, if I'm them, I stop production on the actual Switches, keep producing the Switch lights, and try and make the upgraded Switch the main one that, that docks to your TV. Well, yeah, I'm sure that's... I what The thing that I'm wondering about is, do you because they kind of did this before, where they sold the, the 3DS with no power um, yeah. adapter, because they the DS and the 3DS have the same power adapter. So I wonder if they just sell the new Switch with no dock and make it work with the original dock. Yeah. No dock, like a dock and no dock, like a dock two ninety nine, no dock two forty nine. Right, exactly. You know, that that's that's what I would do. But yeah, it's it'll be next year will be interesting because hopefully all this pandemic stuff is gone and mm-hmm. you know they can you know start to produce things at the rate they were producing them um, before. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad that we finally got a date. You know, November tenth. Me 10th. too. I think I think if I'm Sony. I go the sixth or the we or the next or the thirteenth. Let me let me look at the dates here. I got I, I got I think gotta, the sixth is a Friday. So November tenth is a Tuesday, Tuesday, which is generally I'll, that used to be when games were released was Tuesday. Yeah, that, that was an old archaic thing with shipping trucks and trains. I, again, for those younger user listeners who are used to video games releasing on a Friday, these games games used to release on Tuesdays, which is why people would take days off to play games. Yeah. Because the midnight release would be Monday night. You'd get the game, you'd take Tuesday off and you play it all day. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. you go then you then you usually either go back to work Wednesday exhausted or take that day off and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. I'm Jen, I'm sure have you ever been to a midnight launch? Uh I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever been to a game launch. I've gone to print plenty of Movie releases at midnight, but no games. I went to one. I went to the Halo Reach midnight launch. That's awesome. And I've stayed up all night and played that <laughs> game. I, I I did I did PS4 at launch midnight release. Um, the, and then realized new consoles needed to download a lot of things. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was not ready to play till the next morning. I'll oh. never do a console midnight launch. Yeah. And so, that was also where the guy went, yeah, so uh, I see here you pre-ordered Watch Dogs. Um, that game's not coming out anytime soon. Um, <laughs> Did you get Madden? <laughs> he was like, what do you want? What do you got? And I was, he was like, well, well, no, because I already had Madden for PS3. And that was back when NCAA was still around, so I would connect my NCAA to my Madden. Oh, so okay. I couldn't, couldn't do that because NCAA couldn't, was not coming out for PS3. Right, you got to have that creative character. Yeah, <laughs> or, or just to download the rosters from the crazy people that would put every single college player in the game um including like people that went to texas state and stuff like that hats hats off to you crazy people who used to do that (laughs) yeah and we used to be able to download rosters every year instead of buying a new game yeah yeah so um so he was like i have fifa and i was like (laughs) okay maybe fifa (laughs) it was like either that or it was like um the or wait or did i buy fifa and they just I think I think I got the um 
that shooting game. Um, shooting that really narrows it down. It, Mark. The first person shooter, <laughs> the Sony exclusive one. Um, Killzone. Killzone. Yeah, yeah, that was the one I got, and then I bought FIFA because I didn't know if I would like Killzone. Yeah, but I just remembered he was like, "Yes, I see Watch Dogs here. You know that's delayed, right?" <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not coming out for another six months. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to sort of sit on the sidelines with this. You know, thanks to things we've done over the past year for my PC life. Um, you know, I'm actually, this is the first console release I think I'm sitting out since, like, the PS2, because I was not old enough to purchase a PS2 by myself. So, it should be, I'm I'm interested, too, to see what how, how things go. Yeah, and I'll probably, uh, I'm interested to see where the price is for the um, old digital PS4, um, just because... Uh, that would be what I would purchase, you know, in 2021, 2022. Yeah. You know, so just to see how I'm cheaper. real quick aside. This should have been, I should, I totally forgot that this happened, which is ridiculous. The fact that we're talking about these consoles. Um, if you want to build a console killer, you will be able to do, do so. Yeah. Uh, NVIDIA just released information on the RTX 3080. 3070 mm-hmm. and 3090 this week um so if you bought an rtx 20 2080 ti i feel bad for you yeah. <laughs> because the rtx 3070 which is 700 dollars cheaper is going to Ugh. be the same same um, it's going to uh have the same performance that's wild <laughs> we haven't seen this big a jump in about 10 years i think it's been since since we saw a generational leap like this so uh if you want to build a PC, wait. Do not do it now. Wait wait until, like, November. And once AMD and NVIDIA both throw out their, throw their cards on the table and show us exactly what's going to happen with these, these releases. But it's going to be a great time to do it because there's going to be actual, uh, actual people, you know, competing against each other for the for these cards you like the last the last few releases it's been all nvidia and i feel like amd actually has something up their sleeve this time because they're behind all of these consoles so they got to have something good for the pc um so yeah i just wanted to throw in my little pc two cents before we moved on to nintendo yeah and i was eyeing that 3070 at some point in the next calendar oh me too me too yeah so just just to, just so I could play uh, Flight Simulator and not feel bad. Uh, oh, can I tell that story? Um, <laughs> speaking of Flight Simulator, um, I tested it out on my computer. It's it's fine. I, I played it lower settings and all that. Right. Um, but I I did the thing where I was like, you know what? Let me do an experiment because it lets you have autopilot if you fly one of the uh, commercial jets right. on there. So it takes off for you and all that. So... I was like, all right, let me um, set it. I want to at least try to take off because that's fun. Um, so I did the throttle, got it all up, got it up in the air. And then I put it on autopilot and I did a flight from Philadelphia to London. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go to sleep and just let it go. And then at some point, about six and a half hours into the flight, it crashed in the water. <laughs> so I don't know what happened because there was no replay. I couldn't find a replay. Uh, but it was like That's an eight hour flight and about six, my flight log ends at like 627. How mysterious. You know? And it, I just woke up, I was like, your plane is crashed in the water. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, you gotta but, get the black box, Mark. 
Yeah, the uh, I did notice that the AI autopilot, which does auto land, isn't really great. Because uh. um, I tried to do it with a small plane going to two small airports, and it crashed into the mountain. <laughs> like, it had to do, like, a swing to get onto the runway. And I was nowhere ready skill-wise to do that swing. Um, so I just let the autopilot do it, and the thing just kept turning and just kept going. I'm like, that mountain's getting pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> and there it was. Right into it. But yeah, but that was funny. I was like, oh, like I'll wake up and I'll be like over the Atlantic Ocean or getting close to London after like seven hours when I get up the next morning. But yeah, so that was fun. That game, that game's pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. The guys like your dad and all that, Tom, are gonna absolutely love this game, or if they aren't already in love with it. Um, just the inside of the planes look so detailed. Um, the you can do your own air traffic control, like. Uh, and if you want to connect it all up to the internet, um, there are actually people sitting there doing actual air traffic control. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Like real life air traffic control 24 hours a day. Wow. Um, so, yeah. the um, But you can do the automated AI ones are better. Um, but, yeah, you have to, if you want to do all that, you just click it. Um, I should have mentioned this in the games I played because I forgot all about that until you mentioned it. <laughs> um, you know, you click, it's like a dialogue box. Um, I don't know if you can set it up to actually do voice like when you're doing the online. Um, but then your your pilot says all the stuff. Like you click like uh, check in with thing and it does the whole eh, uh, Philadelphia TA Airbus, uh, you know, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Uh, experiments are great in that game. Um, I remember that from the original flight simulator. So just wanted to throw that out there. If anybody want to test and see if they can get a, get a plane to autopilot a long distance and then land. Uh, I don't know if I ran out of gas. I think it was fine for like a 13-hour flight on gas, but who knows? I might have not checked something. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter and let us know. Uh, <laughs> let us know what your experiments are. All right. So in a, a totally other different direction, Nintendo hell had Mario's 35th anniversary special and decided to announce all kinds of shit. Yeah. Before we get into all the shit. The only thing that makes me happy about 35th anniversary Mario is that next year's 35th anniversary Zelda. Uh, we'll, ah. we'll go on. <laughs> Which means we'll probably be getting the same type of deal. Maybe not yeah. quite as much, but... Uh, well, we'll, we'll get Breath of the Wild 2 next year, for sure. Hopefully. We'll see. That would be amazing. <laughs> so, did anybody see it, all of this stuff? Or... I watched the thing, yeah. Okay. Jen, did you do you know any of this stuff that's coming out? Some of it, yes. All right. I want to know what you're most excited about. Uh, me go ahead, Jen. Mark. <laughs> you can go first. Um, I am absolutely excited about the um, 3D All-Stars, um, mm-hmm. 100%, just because I'm more of a 2D Mario fan anyway, but I think that's just because the only 3D one I really played was 64. You know, I played, well, Sunshine, it feels like they're contractually obligated to put that game in there. I feel but, like there's a lot of sunshine fans out there that, oh, that game's garbage but um i mean the game sold a million copies it's, it's Mario. it had to be somewhat good yeah i mean yeah uh but i digress because that can be an argument that'll happen on our twitter account um i rarely say a game is garbage <laughs> but that game's um the but That's i am excited fine. to um uh be able to uh place uh 64 on a big mm-hmm. tv again without emulating mm-hmm. you know me and see too if they, and see if they do any improvements graphically or anything like that um because i know i had the ds one um 
that I played on a DS that I borrowed off my cousin who got tired of playing consoles anymore. So, um, you know, uh, it's not great there. Ocarina of Time's not great on the 3DS, you know, things like that. Getting it on the big screen is going to be great. Um, and I'm excited to play Galaxy, you know, again. Um, I played halfway through that and then, uh, you know, gave up my Wii to my niece because their Wii broke. So she barred, she barred my Wii because they play like Wii Sport Resort and all that stuff all the time. Um, so it'll be nice to actually be able to play Galaxy um, in full. Um, but I am excited about that. I kind of laughed at um, two things on here. Um, you can go into more detail. It made me laugh. The Game & Watch stuff, have you read the ad for that? I have not read the okay. ad for it. So it says the Game & Watch thing comes with four games, right? There are only four three games. games in it. So they are including the clock as a game. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so obnoxious. That's I read so that. Nintendo, I know. I was going to say that, too. Yeah, I read that. It was like four games. And I'm like, and then they list the games. And I'm like, one. Are they two, including three. the clock in this? Can you oh, play no. the clock? Can you I don't play? know. But, yeah, the way they worded it, it seems like the clock is considered a game. But anyway, that wow. made me laugh reading the copy. Um, that could have just been an error that, you know, a, a typo or something in the, in the, in the copy. But, um, that, that was funny. And then also the, um, the, the hundred Mario, like Tetris 99 thing. Yeah. Um, was bored out of a joke, um, that someone made and then someone made like a game that got taken off the internet. Um, that was kind of similar multiplayer Mario. Um, not, not Mario itself with some other characters, but it just made me laugh that, you know, they went through all this to get that game taken down, and then nine months later, they're like, hey! That's why they went through all the trouble to get it taken down. Hey! Hey! (laughs) (laughs) This thing here, as soon as that popped up, I'm like, ah, bastards. Um, Because Nintendo is the company that you get pissed at, but just can't stay mad at. Yep. Yep, that's that's Nintendo. You know, it's like, they do all this shitty stuff in terms of emulators and ROMs and, you know... Not well, really be- understanding streaming and stuff until recently. Yeah. Um, and but then they go, hey, 3D All Stars. You're like, I love you, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy this game for the fifth time <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jen, how about you? Um, Mark and I are on the same page. I'm so excited for Super Mario All Stars. I remember when you guys, we have our own little group chat about the podcast, and you messaged me saying that you guys both got it, and I was like, all right, I guess I should. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited. Like Mark said, I can't wait to play 64 and not have to, you know, emulate it, like he said. Um, it's going to be great. I've never played Super Mario Sunshine, so I can't comment on if it's trash, but... <laughs> it's not trash. Mark is just mad. Well, I could be the the uh, the swing vote, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Between yes, the two of you. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. It's it's gonna be awesome. And I haven't played the Switch in a while, so maybe they'll get me get me back into playing on the Switch. Perf- perfect time to get you back into it. Yeah. Only only like a week away, a week and a day, right? <laughs> yep. Pretty much. It'll, it'll be there for the day after my birthday. Amazing. Nice. So good. Such a good birthday present. <laughs> uh. So. I know you guys are all excited for that, which I'm excited for those things, too. I'm super excited for this Mario Kart Live home circuit thing. I I want it so bad. (laughs) It it looks so dumb in the best way possible. I actually have a house where it's plausible to use this thing. Because I have a a center stairwell, so 
there's a loop that goes all the way around it. So having a Mario Kart track in my house is a possibility. So I I'm still I want to wait and see exactly what it's going to do and if it'll if it works cuz a lot of times these gimmicks like we have spoken mm-hmm. about in past <laughs> podcasts do not work. This might be uh, one of them for the next time we talk about gimmicks. Yes. So I want to make sure it works first and then I'm going to order one and try it out and it's going to cuz again it's an RC car. Why would I not get it? I'm obsessed with RC cars and all this stuff. Um, there is one or two downsides to some of these announcements. So we we talked about 3D All-Stars and the Game & Watch, and they're also re-releasing Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury on the Switch for the first time. So I think that's like the last Wii U game, that like the, the last, like, mainline wii u game that is getting ported over finally to the switch so now like all of the main wii u games you don't ever have to you don't have to worry about having a wii u to play them you can play them on the switch yeah i think like the only thing that hasn't come over yet is like wind waker and stuff like that but i bet you it's coming next year yeah yeah Um, there's going to be if they don't do not to talk about the franchise that i'm way more into um if they don't do a 3D uh, Zelda collection, um, that oh, they're gonna piss some people off though, because I could see them leaving either Majora or Twilight off. Um, we don't talk about Skyward Sword; that game does not exist. Um, no, it, so it I would be those... Ocarina, Wind Waker, um, and Twilight Princess. And, and Twilight Princess. I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot that I was using <laughs> Wind Waker HD as a separate game. <laughs> Because it is pretty all, much a separate game. All, the, all, all they're going to do is just take the Wii U port and just throw it on the Switch, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Yeah, so I guess they, they can get all the 3D Zeldas on there. It, minus Skyward Sword. I, so since this was only three games, which I didn't even talk about, they left off Galaxy 2, which pissed a lot of people off. I think because a lot of people said that's the better one. Understandably, yeah. Because people have said that Galaxy 2 has a lot of... Um, a lot of improvements that this doesn't have, but I'm imagining that at some point they'll add it to the 3D All-Stars or make a 3D All-Stars 2 or something of that nature. We'll see. But it's just another way for them to earn money later down the line is to release it by itself or with another pack of games. The thing that really pisses me off, though, is that they're only selling this game until March of 2021. Digitally and physically. So at a cer- they, as of right now, it's it's September 11th when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. As of right now, they have not stated that that's going to change. And the Game and Watch, the Game and Watch, and the, and Super Mario 3D All Stars are both limited time things. So Nintendo is already making uh, demand higher than than it was going to be. Just mm-hmm. because it's scarcity. Only- they're right they're making it scarce before it even comes out (laughs) yeah i think i know why they're doing it for 3d all-stars i don't it doesn't make any sense to me they'll sell them as three separate games after march i don't think they're gonna i don't know that that's gonna happen i that's a that's a nintendo solution to that problem that makes them more money um and then they'll be like oh you know you can buy them all separately now including galaxy 2 um you know uh 
just to make extra money. I don't know why they're doing well. Game and Watch, I guess, because it's a special thing that. Well, because I feel like it's because it's we didn't say it. So it's got the original Super Mario Brothers and it's got uh, Lost Levels, yeah. which is Super Mario Brothers two for in Jap in Japan, and it's got the original Mario Game and Watch game, which is like a tiger handheld style. Yeah, isn't uh, it like a ball tossing game or something like that? Yeah, it's like a juggling yeah. thing. So. It's kind of a novelty thing. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is it's Famicom colors. I'm surprised they went with that. Cause I guess because the Game & Watch stuff was not really popular in America. No, it, no, it didn't come over here. Yeah. So, well, it's much... I like the Famicom look of things anyway. Comparatively. I, like, I like the golden red. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just... They're doing a Nintendo, the Nintendo Classic thing. I guess instead of, I, I feel like this is like a placeholder for like a, a Game Boy, um, classic or something like that. That would be the next step. Everybody wants a 64 Classic, but I think, I think you, they would get more leverage out of a mini Game Boy than they would a mini 64. Yeah. Well, also they need to find hardware that can play Nintendo 64 games. Yeah. That's really their biggest issue right now. Um. But yeah, uh, Jen, are you are you planning on buying anything else besides the 3D All Stars? Is is that all all you want out of this thing? Um, probably. I'm probably at least for now. I'm just gonna go with All Stars, um, unless I hear anything great about the other things. I know I will not be getting the watch because I don't need that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna kind of keep my ear open, and I don't know are you, if you guys are gonna get. I know I won't get the the Mario Kart thing either, Tom, but I'm interested to hear how you like it if you do get it. Um, so, I, I don't. Is it gonna be out in time? I kind of want to get it for Extra Life. It's gonna come out on the 16th, I think, right? Of October. October 16th. So, yeah. if it's available and it, I'm able to get it, I kind of want to see if we could like use it in extra life and see it, how it would work. I don't know how it would work because we'd have to have like a camera facing this thing. And also our, uh, our stream from the switch going out. So I don't know how it would work. I'd have to, I'd have to do some tests. Yeah. That's a fun challenge though. I kind of yeah, want to game and watch just because it's, I have a lot of nostalgia for super Mario brothers, but at the same time, I don't want to have to fight people to get a game and watch because it's a limited time thing. I, you know, yeah. I don't want to see people scalping it for the people are already scalping Super Mario 3D All-Stars, by the way. Of course. They already. Are. They they the game. You can only pre-order it and they've already got it on eBay for. Yeah, I mean, who would do that? I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody here would think of doing that. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, I remember. I just remember after the NES Classic, Essex, yeah, and then they came out the SNES Classic, and I remember people being like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy like six of them and put them on eBay." Little did they know that they actually had stock of the SNES Classic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I bought three of them the day it came out. I, I, three or four. I literally walked into a Best Buy like a week after it came out, and it was sitting on the shelf, and I just mm. grabbed it. Like they had, they had it set up like in the exit line. Like I went in to buy something else. Yeah. I walked by. I just saw. I was like, oh, okay, they have them in stock. I'll just take one. Yeah. <laughs> like it was great placement of of it. Um. Yeah. You know, having a couple of them on the way out. But yeah, the classic. I think. I think I tried to. It was either the SNES. Or I think it might have been the classic. I tried to order 
uh, two on uh, Walmart or something, like the first when it first became available to mm-hmm. pre-order, and they ended up canceling my order um, because That's... too many people pre-ordered. So yeah. when the NES Classic came out, my mother-in-law, for whatever reason, was up at like two in the morning when this thing was on sale, and she ordered three of them. She got all three of them, and I got wow. one. So wow. I got super lucky because I didn't even try to buy one because I was told don't try to buy one. Uh, but yeah, then the SNES Classic, like I literally, the day it came out, I walked into a GameStop and I said, do you guys have the SNES Classic? Actually, I don't even think I asked. I think there was just a tower of boxes behind the guy. <laughs> and I was like, how many can you buy? Because I think they put a limit on them. I think they, you could only buy two. So I got one for me and one for my brother. And I don't remember if I got one. I, I think I had to call a couple people like, hey, this thing is in stock. I'm going to get one <laughs> because you can only buy two at a time. So either Nicole or my mom or somebody would have had to go in and buy the rest of them. Because I, I was up the night before, like trying to pre-order one because I had known how it was for the NES one. So I was just trying I was trying everywhere to pre like I was up till like three in the morning trying to pre-order one. And it got pretty sure it got canceled. I'm pretty sure it never went through. Um, and then I just walked into a GameStop the next day, and they were, they were, there they were. So who knows? I mean, who knows what Nintendo's going to do? You never, because after the NES Classic, everybody was pissed. And then the SNES Classic came out, and everybody was happy. So I really hope they continue on that track instead of going backwards. But we'll see. Game and Watch. We'll see how many people actually get their hands on one. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to be in that boat. If I get anything else um, from this, it'll probably get the, um, you know, they're, they're putting 3d world right on the switch. Yep. Um, yeah. I want to make sure I got the right one. Cause there's of all those, you know, ones that came out that aren't like Odyssey or, you know, have a special name after it. I always get confused at which is which um, I, I may get that at some point. But like I said, short of, I might actually, thinking about it, I might get that as a Christmas gift for my niece. Because she, it's a good the, one that, to... the, the one that beat Odyssey, um, all, all like 80% herself. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. it, it's it's a definitely a good bet because it's it kind it's kind of like Odyssey, um, yeah. and it's multiplayer, so you can both like you can have up to four players play at the same time. It's kind of like Odyssey and New Super Mario Brothers Wii U put together. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely good for um, someone who likes 3D platforming and liked Odyssey. I, I would I might, might end say. up doing that because I was thinking of uh, going talking to my sister about the you know the Series S going. Are they really into Xbox? Because I'll I'll chip in half of that for you. Um, but that might be the better proposition. Sorry, thinking out loud. That's but, fine. Um, that's that's uh, what we're here for, Mark. <laughs> but yeah, that would essentially be what um, would be my only other purchase. Would either be for me or for someone else is is that um, you know 3D World stuff. Like I said, next year is the big year. If you haven't noticed from my backgrounds and previous streams and games that I play a lot, um, you know Zelda anniversaries, you know um, are things I more look forward to, and I'll probably buy the shitload out of everything that comes out um, for that. But I'm glad that they did something like this and they didn't like. Um, use the pandemic as an excuse to not put anything out. Not put anything out for the 35th anniversary because outside of maybe upresing things, they didn't do any remake. So 
you know, it wasn't all that much. Just saying a guy that never developed video games, you know, it doesn't seem like it's a whole, all that much work that, you know, they would have just been pushing back for, you know, it was probably ready at the beginning of the year, all this stuff. before. Yeah, I, I imagine they had this in the, they just had this in their back pocket just waiting for this because they announced it last week and it's coming out two weeks later so they had it ready they were they knew what they were doing yeah yeah so i'm excited to at worst just play through galaxy completely because i love that game on the wii i just you know like i said i had to give away my wii so um yeah and we'll see maybe i'll do 120 stars in mario i mean sub goal we can do that we can definitely (laughs) do that (laughs) watch me be terrible at 3d platformers (laughs) watch they've already watched me be terrible so yeah they've I watched mean, me they've watched me play mario 64 and sunshine the only mm-hmm. one i haven't played on stream is galaxy yeah yeah I, be... we all remember how super mario 64 went <laughs> that was one of the best <laughs> to watch Not I'm, for sure, you. <laughs> I'm sure it was great for everybody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm really excited about all this um just to see i was also really excited about mario maker 2 but that wasn't as good as the original um, or has as much staying power as the original. Uh, so hopefully this is better. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad that they're like, I make the joke every time on stream and all that is that, you know, all this news is coming out because in late August, John Madden came down from his mountain and allowed video games to be released again. That's uh, right. He dropped off his Madden and, and went, now everyone else can come. That's exactly what happened every year. We have to wait for Santa Madden to come down and <laughs> to, to emerge from his turducken. That's and, right. And uh, <laughs> come down the mountain in the Madden bus. This is a great visual. <laughs> <laughs> and probably some of these inside jokes that are a little slightly going over Jen's head um, in terms of the turducken thing. Do you know about the turducken? Nope. Tim? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, a turducken is a duck Tur- inside or chicken. Yeah. Is a ch- Chicken yep. inside of a duck inside of a inside turkey. Of a turkey, yeah. yeah. And, and they created and he eats it. them. Yeah. So John Madden would on Thanksgiving Day game f- for football would uh, have one of these cooked up for the game, and they would yeah. always talk about it. And they and gave it, it to was, the player of the game. Yeah. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. That is very weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, but boom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boom. Turducken. <laughs> Um, but, but also the other inside joke is that video games used to be on very much a cycle mm-hmm. and Madden was always the first game to come out before the fall schedule came out, mm-hmm. um, just because of where football season fell. Um, it would be Madden and then NCAA and then every other video game would come out and then it would stop in like January and then it would be dead, um, until August again. Um, yeah. so that was, that's why the joke is always Santa Madden. Yeah. <laughs> comes down off his mountain and allows video games to be released again. Um, but yeah, but it's funny that all this news popped out. Um, but also other countries are opening up a little bit more than, than our country. So um, you're going to start seeing a lot of European and Japanese games, you know, coming out now that they're, you know, not as tied up. Mm-hmm. We're working from home. All right. And on that note. <laughs> on, that's, uh... on the note of the traducan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the magical introduction. Let's move on to our retro roulette game this week, Revolt for the Sega Dreamcast. Which again, we uh, hit the nail on the head this week because the Dreamcast 
uh, 21st anniversary was this week. Nine nine ninety nine. I want to say Revolt was close to, if not a launch title. It was. It had to have been right because. Yeah, I was going was... to say in today's parlance, a launch window game for the Sega Dreamcast would be every Sega Dreamcast game that. Right, was ever because because <laughs> it was only they only released games for a year and a half or two <laughs> two years. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, but it was definitely within within the traditional nineties you know, launch window of the first six months, at least, this game yeah. came out. Yeah, so this is a racing game based around radio-controlled cars. So I'm sure everyone as a kid had some sort of radio-controlled car, whether it was from Radio Shack or Toys R Us or something. Yeah. Um, And we all dreamed about racing them around real places like this. So this game kind of gave you that ability yeah um they released it for a number of things they released it for every console available pretty much besides the saturn i think because it was on the dreamcast so there was no reason to put it on saturn yeah but it was on n64 ps1 dreamcast I, pc I, I love the idea that you you give people credit that they were thinking about the saturn in 2000 <laughs> <laughs> It was it it it's on it's always on my mind, Mark. The Saturn. Oh, Saturn's always on my mind. It's my it's my white whale. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we played the Dreamcast version, which by far is the best looking version, minus probably the PC version. Yeah. Um, it is the best running. It I because I as I did this review, I also played the PS1 version, and the PS1 version runs at about twenty frames per second. While the Dreamcast version runs at 60. So there's a really big difference. It's like a yeah. slideshow. Um, now, we all know that Jenny's favorite game on this show that we played was RC Pro-Am. <laughs> so we need to get Jenny's impression on this radio control racing game right off the bat. Yep. Uh, so this game is definitely hardcore. Uh, I did the, I think they call it championship mode. The one that yep. you did on on stream as well. Um, it is definitely difficult. I mean, to me, it was difficult right off the bat. Um, I was overall, I was really impressed by the graphics in this game. I know you just literally just touched on it, but they looked really good. I think the only thing that I didn't like graphics wise was the gravel. Um, I forget what level it was. It was like a greenhouse type level or when you went into a backyard or something and then you went back mm -hmm. in in the house. Um, yep. It just looked really staticky and weird. But other than that, everything else had a ton of detail, which I really like. Um, and then the game was awesome. Oh, the game, the music in the game was awesome too. Um, I thought it was really catchy, and it definitely matches the look and feel of the game really well. Um, so that's something that's always important to me that the music is not getting on my last nerve, especially when I'm frustrated with how <laughs> difficult the game is. Um, so that was that was a bonus. Um, the track design is both really great and also infuriating. Um, they did a really good job making it feel like you're driving an actual RC car over different surfaces. So, like the hardwood floors are super slippery. The ice in the in the um, the supermarket was extremely frustrating because you go flying and you flip over. Um, and then there was a ton of like tight turns and blind turns. Um, so it was definitely it was definitely really difficult. I did not do well, but um, overall, I actually didn't hate the game, which I guess you're probably surprised to hear. 
I'm um, very surprised I, to hear that. I did get very annoyed with the AI, like the combat AI in the game, like you had mentioned on Retro Roulette. It is way too smart, if that's a thing to say about AI. You're constantly the target of all the other cars. Like, you could be in third place, and the car in last place wants to take you out. You're not even a threat to them, but they still want to get you with their traps. <laughs> so that was annoying. Um, and then, like, if you wreck or you hit the wall or something, it takes forever to get going, and then it's kind of impossible to catch up sometimes. And I flipped my car over so many times and went through so many different cars that I just feel like I suck at it. But overall, I had a really fun time playing the game. And even though it was difficult, it wasn't—it didn't make me frustrated or mad to the point where I wanted to stop playing. Um, it was kind of the opposite for me, which, again, I was surprised at because I hated that other game. Like, you <laughs> yes. remember, it was yes, made by Yes, we remember. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's also because I had played the PC version a while ago, and I felt like it was really nice to get back into the game. And this was the first, I think it was the first retro roulette game we've played where I have actually already played it. So I was, you know, excited about that. But So um, that's interesting. Yeah. I think this is the first retro roulette game that Mark has not played. Is yeah. that correct? Yes. <laughs> so that's interesting so. that Mark, who owned a Dreamcast, did not play this game, but Jenny has played this game before. Yeah. It's pr- yeah that's, that, that may be a first for this. Because I, I play good Dreamcast games. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mark throwing shade immediately at this game. I can't wait to hear why he doesn't like it. Have at it, Mark. <laughs> Yeah, so as a guy that really likes RC Pro-Am and literally bought the Rare Replay just for RC Pro-Am. Oh my god. Um, and on top of I found out I liked a bunch of other games that were on there, but that was the main reason. Like, oh, RC Pro-Am's in this. would be awesome. <laughs> um, it's more of a problem that I have in games. And if you just watched our stream that aired before we recorded this, I have a real problem with games that disorient me with camera. And, you know, uh, Trails in the Sky does that. For no reason, where you'll come out of a battle and it'll just flip the camera. Yeah. And I'll start going in the wrong direction because it just flipped the camera around for some dumb reason. Um, it happens a lot in Avengers, which makes me mad. Um, and it happens in this game whenever you get flipped over and turned around. Um, like, I can't figure out if I'm going straight and there's cars coming in both directions. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't. And it, I was just, the camera was just frustrating me and i really hate when that happens like you really have to be a good game as you know avengers is to where i will overlook that or you can just be like an rpg where it happens very little um and to where i won't bother me but that was my main thing i got through the first race and that was it um that's and that all was... you played no 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 that, because... I, that, was, that was all i qualified for <laughs> um i played through it a lot but okay. I only made I only finished third once or twice on that first course. Um mainly because of the damn pipe that you go through. Oh yeah. That yeah, that's screwing up that's, my cap. That's very disorienting. Yeah. So, you know, that was what was frustrating me with that. And also it's probably because and it's not because I don't like kart racers. I actually play Mario Kart and I play, you know, um uh Sega All Stars Racing Transform um a lot. Um, it's just, I couldn't figure out what the different power-ups did. Like, so, yeah, this... I, like there were some that confused me. Like there was a rocket that I would shoot and it would hurt me and the person. Um, so I, I, I kind of also, when I was going back and playing the PS1 version, for whatever reason, 
The power-ups worked way better in the PS1 version than the Dreamcast. Okay. So, to uh, on top of what you're saying, the, pretty much all the power-ups in this game are useless. They don't do anything. I mean, you can shoot them, and they look cool, but they never really do anything for you. Yeah, that's a yeah, good point. There's only two of them that I found any use for, which is the water balloons actually worked if you could line it up, the shot. And the electric thing that sort of lets you whip around somebody, if you line yeah. that up right, those are the only two that seemed useful. Like, the rockets I couldn't figure out, because like I said, there was one that might have been fireworks or something. or well, the, Yeah, I mean, the fireworks are rockets. That's what they are. No, but it was like it was like two different kinds of rockets. One was like, you shoot and it blows up like your turtle shell, you know, in, in, in Mario Kart. And then there was one I shot where, if I was anywhere in the vicinity of the person that got hit, it would hit me too. Oh, that's like, that's not a, that was a, um, I want to say it's a magnet or an EMP or something, because it yeah. flips all the cars over in front of yeah. you. But if yeah. you are near it, it will do that to you as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was what frustrated me with that. I couldn't figure out, you know, and then by the time I would get lightning, like, I think that's the one thing I like about Mario Kart that's both good and infuriating, depending on how good you are at Mario Kart, is that they, yeah, they kind of do this in Sega and in, in, in Sonic as well. Um, is that they give you power-ups based on your positioning. So you get some of the more powerful power-ups if you're more in the back of the pack um, than you are in the front. Um, blue show aside, that's a whole different story. But you get the things that help you catch up um, if you're further back. In this game, it was completely random. Like, it yep. didn't matter, and that's what made me mad, because then I would get in, like, fourth place, and I would get like the the thing that makes me go faster i'm like well that's not really going to get me in front of the guy you know because you know all of a sudden i'll hit something that'll disorient the camera and then i'm done like in mario kart they would give you red shells or something you know to take out the guy in front of you but yeah it, it was just that the camera thing is what made me mad the most um i did have some fun trying to load this up on a ps2 emulator on the, the ps1 rom um where it was like all kinds of messed up with the colors and all that um and each menu i got deeper the less the game came through <laughs> it, it, it was it was funny i have to like i'll, I'll show you a screenshot I'll, I'll load it up again but um yeah but it, it was just like i know the frustration with the it's the isometric camera and all that in rc pro-am and the way that game plays that i know can frustrate somebody that didn't grow up playing it as one of the dozen games they had um access to um but yeah this game yeah it was just it was just frustrating in that sense and you know i wouldn't go back to playing it it's one of the rare games where outside of you know of the games that i either had limited or no time to um this is one where i'm like all right i'm good i have my fill i got it i get what this i get what this is, is selling you know i don't need to play it again um but yeah it's i i gotta agree the positives that i'll give it um is the music's great um and it looks real good um on dreamcast i'm still frustrated that you can't do that one ramp up like the big long ramp um like they're completely useless the ramps in the game which is well, frustrating yeah i mean so i uh, all right so finish your thought and then i'll go into yeah what what i'm what i have a problem with. yeah so that was my thing where anything that would be cool in this game um is not cool and um, I think maybe they tried to be a little too realistic with RC cars, and that just doesn't work in a video game. Um, unless if you're doing as simplistic as an RC Pro-Am is, you know, 
um, and you, you can get away with it that way. But yeah, that, that's, that's my thoughts on it. It's just it, it was just frustrating compared to the the other two games I was playing a whole lot of um, that week. It, it didn't make me want to keep playing it. So, yeah. So as as I stated on stream, this game is tough. For whatever reason, the Dreamcast version of this game is very difficult. I don't know why. Um, I've played other versions of this game that were not this hard. Uh, the main thing that makes it difficult is the physics. I don't. I don't know what they. I don't. I don't know if they were like trying to do some special stuff because it's the Dreamcast and it was a new console or whatever. But for whatever reason, in this game, the Dream just the Dreamcast version. Um, if you try to go off jumps and stuff, if you land without being on the throttle, you will spin out immediately, no matter what. No matter where you are, for whatever reason, if you try to ju- go off of jumps, it will spin you out. It will also spin you out if you're going too fast into a corner. You'll spin out, and you'll, you'll have no control. Um, and there's not really any good way to to fix that. It's just really touchy for whatever reason when you're trying to steer it's real like if you oversteer a little bit too much you spin out and the it's it's weird because there's not there's no rubber banding so if you mess up and somebody gets past you that's it it's pretty much it's pretty much over and i discovered when i was playing the ps1 version there's no there's no real rubber banding in that either but i think the ai is dumbed down a lot so it's not like super good at the game like the AI in this game is really good at the game. They're really good at hitting you with uh, power-ups, and they're really good at the tracks. I went through the PS1 version and played through the Bronze Cup, just like I did on stream for the Dreamcast, and I beat it the first time. I placed first in every race and had no problems. The Dreamcast version, how long were we on stream, Mark? Like two hours, and I beat it once? Yeah. I got through it once, and I think I finished first one race. Um, and I'm I like racing games. I'm usually pretty good at racing games. So this was like a culture shock to me because it was really hard. Uh, Jen, how far did you make it in? Did you get past the first race? Yeah, I got. I think I got three. I think it was three tracks in. I'm pretty sure it was three tracks in. And then I was. I was kind of just going through the different other modes in the game to try to play as much as I could because I wasn't getting much further than that. But I didn't really play it enough to to the point where I can say that I, I can't get past the third level. So I might I might get back into it and see how much further I can go. Okay. But I do think it's something that we should try to play for Extra Life. I think yeah, it would be mean, interesting. It has multiplayer, too. Yeah. And on Dreamcast, it's four players. So we should Perfect. we should give it a shot. Um yeah. Something else interesting that they threw into the game, there's a stunt arena. And as you unlock better cars, you can, there's little um, stars that you have to pick up in the stunt arena by doing different jumps and different things. There's a half pipe and a loop and all kinds of other stuff. So as you progress and you get better cars, you can then move on and do some stuff in the stunt arena. And it kind of breaks up the, breaks up the racing. Um, Something I, I want to make sure that if you are playing at home, make sure your brightness is high enough on your television because the game is really dark in some levels. Like the 
the first level, the, the if once you go in the pipe, if your brightness is not high enough, it will be very difficult to see anything. And I'm sure, Mark, that was part of the frustration <laughs> is that it was really dark. Um, and there's a couple other levels for the where you won't be able to see anything if it's not bright enough. Um, but to me, you know, I really like RC car games, and this one kind of fits the bill. But there, I would say that if you're going to play this game, play the PC version. It's the best looking and the best playing to me personally. Uh, the PS1 version is way easier. Also, I, Mark, I was not crazy. It The PS1 version has different difficulty settings. Okay, good. So you can change, like, if it's harder or easier. But I put I set it to the same thing that it was set to on the Dreamcast, and I it, it was way easier. So again, if you're if you're if you just want to try it, it's a cheap game. So and I think you can even download it on the internet for free. Uh, Boy. <laughs> but you can like download a version Wait. that works on a Windows PC. Wait, I'm uh, not a criminal, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You wouldn't download. You wouldn't download a car, Mark. No, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't <laughs> 3D print a gun. I mean, who would do that? Um, but yeah, I I would suggest I would suggest picking it up. It can be fun. Again, don't don't play the Dreamcast version. Play either the the PS1 version or the PC version, and I think you'll have a lot of fun. But since we are specifically talking about the Dreamcast version, let's give just that version a score. I'm in, Mark, I'm sure yours is low, so you go ahead and go first. Yeah, I give it a 2 out of 5. Okay. Um, it's hard for me to go below a 2 in most cases, um, and it really has to make me angry or not function as a video game. Um, for me to go one, um, two, it looks good. Music's good. It plays fine. Um, outside of the camera and the disorientation stuff, you know, there's no like weird button combinations, nothing like that. Once I figured out what the buttons were, you know, um, because normally they, these games would have a book back in the day. Yep. Um, so, you know, some of the other things you have to learn on the fly playing it, um, super legally, um, as we were, (laughs) Yeah, Um, I mean, Something interesting about this game, too, and I guess most Dreamcast racing games, these were the first racing games to use the triggers. Triggers, yeah. So, great. yeah, like on most racing games of this era, you were still using the face buttons. But this was, when the Dreamcast came out, they made sure to use the triggers to you do the brake and gas. I'm going to have to play it, but for some reason, I think Sonic All-Stars Racing Transform still uses the A button. Does it real? Does it really? I well, have to look. I I'll have to play I, it again. But I, I think. I think the I think Mario Kart is that way so too. So use the A button, yeah. But well, they never. Well, uh, Nintendo didn't have triggers until Switch, so. Yeah, but yeah. In the traditional sense. The Wii U did. Yeah, but nobody bought a Wii U, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I have the Zelda version, Mark. <laughs> um, that's just a great gag. It's one of my favorite bits in video games is that, uh, you know, all the stuff that goes wrong with Nintendo is just Reggie being pissed that nobody bought a Wii U. Oh, we delayed Mario? Well, fuck you. You should have bought a Wii U. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, without that, two out of five, um, you know, fine video game. You know, it's not broken. So, I can't go much below, you know, if you extrapolate it out, you know, four out of ten, you know. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, so I know you guys would probably be higher than me, but uh, I didn't. I didn't have any fun playing this game. 
I'm sorry to hear that. Jen, how about you? Uh, I'm giving it a four out of five. Wow. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun playing it. And I, I'm just as surprised as you are because I was expecting to absolutely hate it. But when I was watching you play for Retro Roulette, I was really interested in the way it looked. And I missed playing the PC version. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on with an open mind. And I was impressed. I was impressed overall. It's still frustrated, but not in a bad way. Um, and again, I really hope we play this during Extra Life because it'll be fun. I, I want to see how good Ant's going to be at this game because he was really good at Mario Kart. I think he's going to be good at this too. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I had a lot of fun with it. Awesome. I'm going to give it a, I'm giving the Dreamcast version a three out of five, merely for the fact that the handling model is very frustrating. If this was the PlayStation version or the PC version, I would give it a four out of five. But since we're specifically talking Dreamcast version, it's getting a three. Just because the music and the graphics throw it up there way, way up there. Because I mean, if anybody has ever played this game, you can hear, while I'm talking, you can hear the music playing in your head. Yeah. Especially like the, the menu music. <laughs> <laughs> uh it i feel like it's pretty iconic so yeah so that's it that's it for that version of retro roulette uh i guess it's time to spin the wheel and let's let's see if we don't get another racing game (laughs) cross your fingers as i spin you gotta be kidding me all right i'm re-rolling but i i (laughs) What was it? It's Revolt for the PlayStation. <laughs> what are the odds? I have like 150 games on that wall, and it picked Revolt again. All right, I'm going to spin it again. All right, we're playing. This is going to be an interesting one. And the fact that Tony Hawk just came out it makes it more interesting. Uh, we're playing Aggressive Inline for the GameCube. Now, I'm sure both of you are going, what the fuck is Aggressive Inline? Is it a skating I, game? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, inline, I, I, skating. Wait, like inline skating. Like, yeah. if you've ever seen the Disney Channel movie Brink. Oh, yes. I love Brink. So, that's basically what this game is. It's basically a, an inline skating version of Tony Hawk. Interesting. Okay. Now... It came out for pretty much like everything, GameCube, uh, PlayStation 2, and Xbox, I think. But I own the GameCube version, so that's the one we're playing. Cool. Mark, do you have any input on this? Have you ever heard of this before? Uh, I've heard of it only through, um, I want to say it's either either GameStop or Giant Bomb when they were playing through Tony Hawk. Um, they were doing, like, they would finish with Tony Hawk and they would play games in between. Um, like, they played uh, Dave Mira. Um, and I think they played this between two and three, I believe. Um, I don't know if the time frame works out for that. I think um, it came out between three and four, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so so it would have been something I would have played post two because they didn't they haven't gone through they haven't finished three yet. I don't think on on Giant Bomb at least. Um, I'm just glad we didn't get a BMX Triple X. But um, <laughs> good thing I don't own that shitty game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I've heard about it through that and seen them play a little bit. I never, just because I was never into this genre at this point, I think my last time playing Extreme Games was I think I played like Cool Borders and Two Extreme for the yeah. PS1. Okay. Um, so, you know, I have no idea why I didn't pick up 
you know, Tony Hawk 1. I know I played 3 a little bit. But, yeah, this this would have been a, a genre I probably wouldn't even have looked at at the time. So I'm yeah. excited to see. Um, if I get good at tricks and doing stuff like that, maybe I'll pick up a certain game that's $40 at some point in the next month. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see what you guys think of this because aggressive inline skating kind of went the way of the dodo. <laughs> uh, it kind of was like when once Tony Hawk got popular, inline skating kind of died because you were viewed as not cool if you weren't a skateboarder of course i was the one with the inline skates so this this game was more my what i was into but that's neither here nor there uh i think i still own a pair of aggressive inline skates uh i would probably (laughs) kill myself if i tried to do anything with them though all right let's uh let's get get all our plugs out here uh jen you want to give our uh stream schedule Sure. And uh, Twitter and all that good stuff. Yep. So if anyone wants to find uh, the Game Vault podcast on social media, you can search for us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Game Vault Pod. Um, and then if you're interested in our live streams on Twitch, we're also at Game Vault Pod. We're trying to make it easy to find us. Um, if you want to watch our Twitch streams that have been uploaded to our YouTube after they're no longer on Twitch, you can go to YouTube. Um, our URL will be tinyurl.com slash the Game Vault, I believe. That one yes. always throws me a little bit because it's not Game Vault Pod. <laughs> That's because that one was made like way before Game Vault yeah. Pod was what we did. Yep. <laughs> Um, but that's where you can find us on social media. Feel free to reach out and give us suggestions or yell at us or whatever you must do. But we like hearing from you all the same. Um, and then just to quickly run through our streaming schedule, uh, Monday will be, as you're listening to this, it is also Retro Roulette with Tom. Um, so definitely check us out there. Um, and then Tuesdays are our day off. Wednesday, we do Warzone Wednesdays, where the three of us jump on and play Call of Duty Warzone. Thursday is Trails Thursday with Mark, and then I'm in chat. And then Friday will be Friday Fright Fest. Fridays and Saturdays switch off with me um, and Mark playing Dead by Daylight. Um, So it'll be every other week will be either Friday or Saturday. We always update on the Twitch just in case you forget which is which for the week. And then Sunday is Strategy Sundays with Mark and Dan. Um, They've been playing Warzone, but maybe we'll see some Avengers now. Who knows? Um, but Twitch, our Twitter is always the best place to check our um, streaming schedule. If we do have changes or updates, that will be the best place for you to find that information. Yeah, yeah. And, and Mark, the... uh, give us all the information on our family of podcasts. Yeah, so we have Stranger Damies, our D&D podcast airs every Wednesday. You can search for Stranger Damies anywhere you get your podcast. Um, it's on Twitter, as probably mentioned, that's Stranger Damies. Um, Instagram, Stranger Damies as well. Please send fan art there. There's going to be a lot of it coming up. Um, I have some good ideas for descriptions for uh, the wedding that you guys are crashing um, soon. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, and also, They Call Us a Movie, our movie podcast, airs every Thursday. Um, you can search They Call Us a Movie wherever you get podcasts. The Main Damie, which is our um, uh, main website, themaindamie.com, their Twitter and Instagram is where you can find all information on uh, They Call This Movie. Uh, so feel free to check that out. I always recommend the Instagram on They Call This Movie just because um, maybe it's a little, you know, thinking we're funny. But all the quotes that Anthony pulls from those podcasts to put up on the Instagram are always gold. Um, because we tend to say at least one funny thing in, in, in two hours. Um, well, probably less than that. But 
Um, be sure to check it out um, there, just to give a little little chuckle over it. We've watched some good movies. We just did Johnny English, um, and then we have a um, our hundredth anniversary, our hundredth episode is coming up next week. So be on the lookout for that, and then we're doing a spectacular after that. So um, just leading into Thirty One Days of Horror, which is we watch all horror movies in October. So a lot going on over on They Call This Week. Awesome, a lot of good stuff coming up. All right, so. As we said, join us on Monday if you're listening to this one the day it comes out. Uh, I'll be streaming uh, this game. I'll be streaming at about 9 o'clock on our uh, Twitch channel. So if you enjoy Aggressive Inline or have no clue what it is and are intrigued, feel free to come hang out. Uh, throw us a sub uh, or a follow. Any, any little bit helps. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, and for Mark and Jenny... I'm Tom, and we'll catch you guys in the next one.